Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Former Virginia Governor Jim Gilmore, the former ambassador to Europe under President Trump, is back with us this morning. And, Governor, I appreciate you coming on. What's the latest from Ukraine? I'm seeing some stories that just in the last 24 hours, Russia has targeted infrastructure in Ukraine to really... Uh, make the people suffer i guess just a war of attrition they're gonna they're, they're gonna take their last shot before the the winter comes and and hurt these people as much as possible well certainly the winter is there and they have winters unlike anything that we have here we worry a little bit when our temperature goes down to about 40 yeah. there it's just uh below freezing and uh, there meanwhile all the housing heating electricity hospitals are being destroyed by the Russians, or at least attacked by the Russians. Uh, Moldova, for example, an independent country near Ukraine now, is only uh, only uh, has fewer than fifty-seven percent have heat at all, uh, and so it's a terrible situation over there. By the way, a few things this morning. First of all, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Oh, we yeah. in America have we have a lot to be thankful for here in the, in the United States, and. Uh, we ought to try to emphasize the good, even though we have terrible headlines this morning, like the uh, the, you know, the mass shooting that's gone on down in uh, the Walmart in down in Chesapeake. Uh, there was a story today about a, a maternity ward in Ukraine that was struck by Russian rockets and killed a two-year, two-day-old baby. We, you know, we, we're not experiencing those things here. We have a lot to be thankful for here in this country of liberty that we're living in. So uh, we ought to think about that. But uh, it's a terrible situation over there right now. The uh, infrastructure, that means heating, air conditioning, electricity, roads and bridges all being attacked by the Russians because they can't win on the battlefield anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, we talk every week and I ask the same question. Do you see a solution in the near term here or even in the or i mean even next year do you see any solution here yeah i think so and i think hmm. i think the solution is military i think that uh, it should not be negotiation with these war criminals uh, in moscow um and uh, and i'll have a comment about that in a minute but uh negotiation with uh with war criminals uh, with people who are committing atrocities is not a good solution for the modern world uh, if you can commit these kinds of horrible crimes and then get some benefit out of it through negotiation, that is a loss for civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's up to the Ukrainians. How much punishment and, and pain can they really endure is really the question. But Western Europe and the United States are coming to the aid of, of Ukraine in a very substantial way, and it's the only reason they've been able to survive. As I've said many times on this station, I think that the real battlefield now is moving to the United States of America. Uh, as the political classes are beginning to discuss the question of continuing aid to Ukraine. Uh, and I, for one, uh, believe that it's imperative uh, that to avert war in the long run that the United States and its allies continue to support Ukraine. And I will be a, a warrior for that in uh, speaking to people in the United States Congress 
and opposing uh, anyone, Democrat or Republican, that wants to stop that aid. Well, now that we know that the Republicans will run the House of Representatives, uh, are you engaging in those conversations with the with the people who we think will be the new leadership? Within the uh, I sure Party, am. Uh, I sure am. I'm going to be talking to the uh, foreign policy advisor to uh, Kevin McCarthy in the, huh. this week. Okay. Uh, I've already, as you know, written a letter uh, to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, and when she suggested that aid be cut off, I have uh, pointed out that that's exactly what the Russians want, mm-hmm. and that uh, she's not doing the right thing, and she should stop it immediately. Uh, so, look, I'm not in the United States Congress, uh, but uh, I intend to be a spokesman on this because of my experience in Europe. Uh, if you don't mind, before I run out of time, I, I don't know if you heard Bill Lighty uh, on with me earlier. And he wrote a, a column for the Richmond Times Dispatch about VCU. And and I, I think it was kind of a stunning headline that VCU lo- has lost its way. Uh, you remember Bill Light? I mean, he was the chief of staff for Governor Warren yeah, and Governor he's, Kane. He's really, a, yeah, he's really a great guy. Actually, uh, I can't, you know, he's on. He plays for the wrong team, but he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a reaction as somebody who <laughs> is a local person and was governor and had to deal with these university presidents and the challenges of running these big institutions financially and? and the, the practical cultural issues of running these big institutions uh, about the turmoil. I mean, VCU is not alone. I've been very critical of Virginia Military Institute. Now they have reached out to invite me to the post, I guess, sometime in the next couple of weeks, which I would like to try to figure out a way to do. Uh, but William and Mary, I mean, all these schools, to be UVA, your alma mater, there's just a great deal of turmoil it, it appears in uh, how these schools are being managed. Do, are you tracking that? Do you have any reaction to that issue? Yeah, I, I'm not a student of it, but I can only just say that, that I think we ought to be aware that these public universities carry a tremendous responsibility to not use the public money to try to indoctrinate their students. Hmm. I think you ought to try to give as much information as possible because as uh, students continue to grow and continue to develop that, uh, that, you know, they're going to take their cues from the administration and from the faculty, and they have a great responsibility to not use their positions to indoctrinate kids uh, and to say that uh, you know, these things are right and wrong. I think that I think that nobody ought to have preferences uh, anywhere. Uh, I think that we can treat everybody very kindly, but I don't think and, and fairly and with justice. But I don't think that we should be indoctrinating people. I got something to tell you about Europe too. When you get can you, can you get oh, well. We, we've got, you know, 90 seconds more, so you bring up, nice. you, you tell me what Listen, you want to talk about. Oh, as, you, as everybody knows, I was the ambassador of the OSCE, right. the Organization for Security Cooperation in Europe. Every year they have a meeting of foreign ministers and a meeting also of the parliamentary people, and Poland is now the president of the OSCE mm-hmm. this year. They have declined to allow any of the Russian legislators to go to the legislative meeting. They have declined to allow Foreign Minister Lavrov to go to the uh, foreign minister's meeting of the OSCE. Mm-hmm. The Russians are having a meltdown about this. When I was the ambassador there, Foreign Minister Lavrov always showed up at these meetings. The American uh, foreign minister, the Secretary of State, almost never did. 
and that may have been Lavrov was the you know, queen of the ball, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's not being permitted to go this year because of the war crimes and atrocities and aggression of the Russians. And they're having a meltdown. And it's just very ironic that they can commit atrocities on the battlefield and kill children and murder people. And then at the same time, they want their foreign minister to strut around the OSCE meetings. So I think this is very amusing that the polls are basically saying we're not going to have that double standard. And Lavrov is having a meltdown. I know him. I met with with him once uh, when I was the ambassador. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, you know, the Russians are being called to terms now in Europe uh, by, in the OSCE, and I think that's a big step forward. Do you think that forces them to alter their behavior and attitude, or does that just agitate them and make it worse? No, I don't think it agitates them. You can't make it worse. I think uh, what's going on, though, is that uh, the, uh, you're calling the reality the reality, if okay. you will, and I think that's a big political and, and diplomatic step forward over there. Uh, but, uh, look, uh, this is not this 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 thing is going to come going to come to a conclusion uh, in the days or months ahead. I think the Ukrainians are going to win on the battlefield, uh, and I think that's really good for America because yeah. it means we probably don't end up getting engaged in a European or even a global war. Remember, the Chinese are watching this right now to see uh, how this comes out, and right now the message is being strongly sent that aggression is not acceptable in the modern world, not acceptable, and I think that's a, a long term positive thing, John. Uh, And if you allow the Russians to win this thing, then the opposite is true. Aggression and war crimes become the order of the day. And that's what's really at stake here. And Americans ought to remember that and be thankful here at this Thanksgiving that there's still people that want to stand for what's right in the world. Well, that's something to be thankful for uh, today and every day. Uh, Thank you. That concludes us. Yeah. Governor Jim Gilmore, the former ambassador to Europe under President Trump, I appreciate that we've been able to talk every week uh, during this long conflict. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation each week. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Mrs. Gilmore. Tell the rest of your family hi, too. And to all your listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Great. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.